If you love the Black Married and Dead Free podcast, if you get any joy, if we've ever done anything for you, do us a huge favor and go and give us a five-star review on this podcast. Leave us a comment if you like, but that helps our viewership ranking. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife. Shira. And uh, we're super excited because we have a couple of special guests on this week's podcast and they're going to be sharing their amazing story of how they paid off uh, a significant amount of debt and they uh you know we're really excited to really tap in and, and dig into this story yes yeah, so today we are here with omar and kim and they are from thinking of someday and we have been following this couple for a long time yes. on ig so it is great that today we can finally meet in person so how are you doing today Lovely guys. We're good. It's a pleasure. Pleasure to be on with you. Cool. We really appreciate it. So, uh, for, first, can you can you both tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, maybe you could go. We, we like to say you could go back as far as you want, um, but just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and up until you know where we're at today. Sure. So, uh, hey everybody, <laughs> my name is Omar. Uh, a little bit about myself. So, um, I was actually. Uh, um, born in, in Jamaica, um, and me and Kim, we met in high school, we're actually uh, high school sweethearts, um, and yeah, I'd say we, we started this debt-free journey a little bit before we got married in 2012, um, and it's, it's been pretty pretty awesome since then. <laughs> and like you said, I'm Kim, uh, I was originally uh, born in Missouri, and then moved to Georgia, Georgia's home, been here the longest. Um, I work as a nurse sometimes, not that often. Yeah. I'm mostly at home with the boys and that's about it. That's really cool. Okay, wonderful. And the reason why we're here today is because you two have been able to accomplish some pretty amazing things, um, including eliminating all of your consumer debt and even your home mortgage. But before marriage, 
uh, what we learned is that you each began a debt-free journey. So one of the questions that we have for you is, um, well, how did you approach the topic of finances and debt while you were dating? So if you could take us back a bit. <laughs> so uh, I'd say when we first started dating, again, we were we were high school sweethearts. So, I mean, we were both pretty much broke, right? I mean, this, gotcha. is, this is high school years. We didn't have a, a lot of anything. We were about uh, 17, 18. Yeah, seven, 17 or 18 when we, when we first started dating. Uh, so, you know, had regular times. We weren't making a ton of money. Minimum wage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, as far as dating, you know, sometimes I would pay, sometimes she would pay, sometimes we would go Dutch, you know, right. whatever, whatever uh, each person's money was looking like at the time. Uh, <laughs> so I'd say as we got closer to, um, to marriage and started thinking seriously about that, that's when, um, uh, that's a, around the time when I found uh, Dave Ramsey and I kind of started this, this uh, whole process of this whole financial mindset change. Right. And it was actually my, my dad that introduced me to him. Um, and, you know, after I started working the plan, I, I think I shared it with her and, and tried to get her on her, uh, on her first Monday. I'll let you speak for that part. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. He, um, well, he did end up finishing college a little sooner than I did. And so he will always talk to me about doing a budget, but I was more so like, I don't make enough money to do a budget. And I mean, these days when people say that, I would say that I tend to not agree. But when I say I didn't make a lot, I was only making like $180 every two weeks. So there was not, you know, much leeway to mess up. Right. Um, but once he showed me, well, when I finished nursing school, um, and I was like, okay, now I'm ready. You know, once I got my real job, I was like, now I'm ready, you know, for you to show me how to do the budget. And I mean, been doing it since, yeah. hadn't looked back. Gosh, we've, gotcha. probably, we've probably been doing a budget since, I know I've been doing it since like 2008, 2009. So, yeah, wow. 2009. Yeah, long time, long time. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more. Okay, so um, now you both have. Um, a budget and then you come together and you get married and so yeah. once you're in the marriage how do you approach finances and budgeting like what were some of the changes um that you all went through i'd say I, i'd even take a step back before marriage um so we got engaged and decided we were going to pay cash for our wedding okay um so we set up a joint account. <laughs> first for, time ever. Yeah, first time ever for, for both of us. Because we weren't living together. We weren't uh, living together at before all. Before marriage or anything like that. Gotcha. And so we said we would both contribute to this account in order to pay cash for our wedding. Um, long story short, we were able to do that, but I think that really built a foundation of trust mm -hmm. yeah. that we took into our marriage. Right. Um, there, there was one point when he had talked to me about, you know, combining finances and, you know, joint checking, joint savings. And I was just like, mm, that's not going to work for me. And the reason was because I, you know, knew people personally who that did not work out for them. Um, and I was just like, that can't be me. Like, I can't, you know, let that happen to me. 
But, you know, once we talked about it a little more, he was like, well, you know, you kind of got to look at the people that were in that situation and what they had going on as far as, you know, um, combining, you know, the finances. And I was like, well, you got a point there, a big point. And so I was like, okay, that makes me, you know, a little more comfortable. And truth be told, I was like, well, if, you know, things kind of start not looking right, I could always just start seeing some money aside. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but it's it's been great for us as far as uh, combining finances. I feel that it's easier, you know, to just have it all in one pot and then you figure out what to do with the money. And I love that, Sean. I'm sorry not to cut you off. I just wanted to dive in. So much meat there, right? Because we we talked to a lot of couples in there. We used to be hard and fast on, you know, our stance about you guys should join, you guys should combine. But what you guys illuminated is that, like, everyone's different, you know? And for you, combining was, was, it made more sense, right? For us, combining makes more sense. Well, it sounds like they, it sounds like you all tiptoed into it. Yeah. I mean, actually, like, you started with (laughs) the one account and similar, um, to you all, Marcus and I, we weren't high school sweethearts, but we were married at 21. So we married um, really young, you know? Right. So um, I didn't have much to lose. Right. You know? So, <laughs> right. Right. So I, I hear where you're, where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, so you started off with this, with, with a, a joint account. And so over time, did you gradually work to combine more of your finances together or, or how does that look? Literally, it went from saving because we had a joint checking and I think a savings for saving for the wedding. And so the way that was working, we were each just depositing the money as we got paid. But literally, once we were married, then we um, transferred our uh, direct deposits from our separate accounts to the joint account. And I mean, it was just as easy as going to the bank and having them set it up. At that point, we've got one budget that's not each of us doing our separate budgets. We've got one budget um, that we both have the ability to do. So, you know, if she can't do it for some reason, I can step in and I can take over. Um, So, yeah, we've got one budget at this point that we both both touch. We pay all of our bills out of that. And we do have our separate accounts as well that, you know, we spend (laughs) money out of. But everything is operated on that joint account, so there's there's no secrets, no money hidden, no anything like that. Okay. Yeah, I, I love this, man. And kudos to you guys for, for paying your for your own wedding cash. I mean, oh my yeah. goodness, we is, need to have a podcast day. on that. Like, how <laughs> in the world? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so going back, so you get married, and so when you um, got married, did you both come into the marriage with with debt, or or how did that look? So I did not. I actually paid off. Um, I had a, a credit card that I stupidly ran up um, <laughs> after after getting laid off from a job, y'all. It was not smart at all. Um, and then I had a card that I paid off prior to us to us getting married as well. And he didn't have any student loan debt neither, so that was definitely a blessing. Uh, For myself, I had, well, I started with some credit card debt, car loans, student loans, but I believe by the time we were married, I had paid off my um, credit cards 
and I paid off some of my um, student loans just because I also went through a time period of not having a job, even though I had finished nursing school. And it was just to the point where when I wasn't working, I went back to my old job. So barely making above minimum wage. And, you know, um, Omar took over paying the cell phone bill. My parents helped me, you know, here and there where they could. And I wasn't unemployed that long, but it felt like forever because I couldn't even pay. I ended up not being able to pay my credit card bill. And I didn't want to ask anybody to pay the credit card bill. So I just didn't pay it and took the, you know, the late fee and stuff. And that was kind of the turning point for me where I was like, all right, I got to pay off the rest of this debt. Can't live like this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how did you all approach paying off debt um, while you were in your in your marriage and and tell us about why that was important to you our approach um it was it was definitely the debt snowball again i got introduced to today right so um at that time i would say i was living pretty hard and fast by by his rules gotcha um, so definitely uh, used the debt snowball to to get out of debt um what was the second half of that question one more time why was uh paying off debt so significant to you to you both as a as a couple gotcha so um I, we both referenced kind of hard times that we went through gotcha. um, so <laughs> so we are uh we're 37. uh we're millennials uh, probably just like y'all right yeah yep. um, so we went through the crash of 2008 and I got laid off. Um, she had some issues with the, with the job, and those those pains left scars. Yeah, <laughs> right. And death played a major part in uh, in those scars. So um, I would say, not wanting to feel that pain again, not wanting to rely on an employer uh, for a paycheck, um, being able to survive if that money isn't coming in was the biggest reason why I wanted to pay off that. Uh, I'll never be in that position again, ever. Yeah, gotcha. And honestly, not having to ask other people, you know, to help cover things that I didn't really need in the first place as far as the credit card. Like, obviously, I needed the car, but the stuff on the credit card was just regular shopping. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the main reason, and, and I want to thank you both for your transparency, like, on social media, because, like I said, I've been following you off. It seems like for a couple of years, mm -hmm. your beautiful home, right? Nice home. And uh, I remember when you guys were first kind of, you know, in the early uh, stages of, of, you know, sharing the journey, you guys were able to pay off your mortgage. So we want to definitely talk about that. How were you able to make that happen? Because that for many people, that's like their biggest expense. Right. Just being able to get a home. Yeah. Right. It's amazing. Right. It's it's damn near impossible. Right. Right. It's absolutely nuts. Well, we can touch on that part, even just to be able to get the home. Because yeah. when he said that he was hardcore Dave Ramsey, <laughs> he was very hardcore and you know following the steps and it's not that I didn't agree but we got married in 2012 and both said okay let's live in an apartment for a year um in the area that we kind of like to make sure that we want to get a house there and so we moved into the apartment right after marriage and then 
we was like, well, if we're only going to be here for a year, then we have to start thinking about the house thing. But also, I still had a significant amount of student loans to pay off. I um, paid off my car and a couple of other small student loans fairly early on into our marriage. But I think I had maybe the one big student loan for me was about $15,000. But we couldn't, we weren't making enough money to, you know, still pay off the student loan and save for a down payment for a house. And so I started talking to him about, well, if this is what we're really going to do, we have to start saving the money, start looking for the house. And he's like, well, I don't know, because, you know, the baby steps say we, we should be out of debt first. And I'm like, well, you know, looking at these homes is going up for sale. That's saying that these prices are going higher and higher. And I mean, our money is not really increasing at that same rate. So what are we going to do? And eventually I was able to talk him into being comfortable with, okay, we can stop, you know, making the extra payments on the student loan and start saving up to get the house. And so literally we were in the apartment for just one year and we were able to um, save to get the house, but this was in 2013. And so the prices were, you know, they weren't as low as when it, you know, the housing market crashed, right. but definitely right. nowhere near what it is now. It was heading up for sure. So we're definitely glad that we bought what we did. Yeah. yeah so I, I'd say, sorry, Marcus, real quick. I'd say that's probably one of the, <laughs> one of the big things for, for single folks out there. Um, Find a good woman. If you're a dude, find a good woman. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm telling you, if we would have waited a couple more years to get a house, who knows you know, where we would be right now. Yeah. It wouldn't be in a paid off house, I can tell you that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. so, totally agree. Jump in, though, go ahead, man. No, I was going to say, I totally agree with that, uh, Omar. This is like, we may have the best intentions, but sometimes you need that extra you know yep. what do you think about this you know well, have you considered yep. that you know and it's like you know what that's a good idea <laughs> it's a good idea and i couldn't deny it i couldn't yeah. deny it yeah yep. so so to answer your question um which was why did why did we want to pay off the mortgage or how did we get started <laughs> yeah 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 pretty much like how'd you make that happen what, what, what was that uh journey like if you could take us through that um so we we got out of debt completely well Consumer debt. Right. So we still had mortgage debt. I think in 2015, yeah. early 2015. Early 2015. Um, we saved up the emergency fund. Yeah. We went through that whole process, saving up the emergency fund, started investing, you know, the 15, the 20% or so. Mm -hmm. um, and really, we took a hiatus from, from paying off the mortgage. We weren't paying any extra to the mortgage at all. Gotcha. Uh, we did some things around the house, updates. Lots uh, of updates. Yeah, lots of <laughs> lots and lots of updates because our house was uh, a I little bit dated when we, when we first bought it. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it wasn't really until, was it the beginning of 2019? When we started paying it off. Yeah, but well, if we back up a little bit, Omar had always been interested in paying off the house. Yeah. But once we were out of our consumer debt and stuff, I was like, well, when are we gonna update the house? Because I don't wanna keep living here in the house look this way. Like, can we enjoy, you know, yeah, some of the fruits process. of our labor? Um, <laughs> yeah. And plus, I mean, being honest, I love our home. And it's, when I look at the old pictures and all of that, I love, I still be like, okay, yep, I see why we got this house. But truth be told, 
once we bought our home, we never stopped looking, looking at other houses. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, well, look how that looks. Look how this looks. What can our house look like that? And so I was like, well, I really don't want to start paying off the house until, you know, it looks better. Like that will make me want to stay here after it's paid off. And so that took, that was between 2015 and probably 2018. So three but we years. Refinanced too. Yeah, we we did refinance in there. So, so, and you'll kind of see this theme in our relationship is that everything's a, a negotiation with this yeah. stuff, right? Everything. So, okay, I want to pay off the house. Like, I, it doesn't matter to me what it looks like on the inside. <laughs> I just want to pay it off as soon as possible, right? She wants to update it because she doesn't want to live here if it doesn't look nice on the inside. Let's just be real, right? Right. <laughs> So the compromise is in 2016, we decide to, to refinance to a 15 year mortgage from a 30. Mm -hmm. So that was our compromise to say, okay, if, if we're not gonna pay it down aggressively, let's at least refinance to a 15 year mortgage. That'll shut Omar up and that'll allow Kim to get the <laughs> updates that she wants in the house. Right. So that, that was kind of the um, the negotiation there. Because worst case scenario, they would have paid off in 15 years. <laughs> right, right. But, Man. you know, to kind of speed it up a little bit as far as the conversation of finally getting to pay it off, it kept coming up. Yeah. So I was like, okay, Omar, like, let's run some numbers or something. Tell me how many years it's going to take. And... Because I was like, I, I can't do this for like 10 years. I don't want to be on a payoff journey for 10 years. Yeah. And so once he ran the numbers, he was like, well, it's looking like we could pay it off in six years. And I was like, that doesn't sound too bad. Like, it's still kind of long, but it sounds a little more feasible. But I kind of perked up, too, when he was like, well, because um, if we did pay anything extra and took the 15 years, we would have been 45. But if we did six years, we would have been 40 when it was paid off. And I was like, oh, that sounds good. You know, you turn 40, you got to pay it off house. Like, what more could you ask for? Right. And so basically, that's what got me on board to say, okay, we can take our extra money now and pay off the house. Yeah. Wow. And I think around the time, too, I've gotten a new job. Um, and part of my compensation for that job was uh, restricted stock units. Um, so... And, and they started investing after my first year at the job. So me kind of being a nerd, uh, <laughs> I started calculating, you know, how much money we were going to be getting from these stock options. Not really money that we needed. Yeah. You know, if we started aggressively throwing these stock units at the house, how quick could we pay it off? Right. 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 Yeah, man, that's amazing. That's some great that stuff. That is. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, that's wonderful. So... So tell us about your, your strategy. So did you try to, like some folks, like maybe you try to live off one income or you do side hustles or, or how, how yeah. did you go about making those extra payments? Because uh, re really you guys had it set for six years, but you paid it before the six year well, mark, correct? 15 years. Yeah, they had 15 yeah. years. Yeah to six and then you oh. did it. it looks like you did it before six right yeah we did it, we did it. from when we decided to say okay let's start to pay it off it was two years yeah we paid it off in two years when we started so um as far as how we were able to do it or like if we did side hustling or anything no we were never that couple that yeah. worked extra or 
um, did extra jobs. It was basically just, this is what fits in the budget with the hours that we were working at work. And so we're gonna make it work. But I would say that in a sense, um, since I don't work that much, um, I'm PRN at work, which means less than part-time. I only have to do three shifts in six weeks. But the nice thing about it is I can pick up extra if I want to. So I kind of feel like at certain times, you know, like if we have a certain goal to meet or whatever, if I pick up a couple of extra hours, that's almost, that's as close as I'm going to get to doing a side hustle. Got you. It's with my regular job. Um, but basically it was just using the leftover money that we had in our budget and it would vary. So basically we were uh, like a one income household yeah. because I only make a couple of hundred dollars per month since I don't work that often. Um, but just the leftover money that we had in the budget and the um, RSUs, any bonuses that we may have gotten. And yeah, but the biggest chunk Definitely were was. the RSUs. <laughs> it, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even close. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So how much debt were you able to pay off in total? In total? Oh gosh, I, I wrote it down. Okay. <laughs> so it was um, basically 170K uh, mortgage on the house uh, and 48K between a student loan and a car. So what is that? Um, test our math here. I know, dude. <laughs> 220? 20 something? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like two. Uh, 228. Man. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, that so, is. That's amazing, man. We definitely want to give y'all you y'all flowers. I uh, know. Kudos to you. Thank you. I mean, yeah, people spend 30 plus yeah. years trying to accomplish what you two have done. And yeah. so this is just amazing to hear. Yeah. So so let me ask you, you all this. Uh, and I know you were um, kind of following a blueprint early on, Omar. But it sounds like you guys, you know, made some pivots here and there. So, were, were you investing while you paid off debt, and and, and what do you, what is your take on investing while paying off debt in general? What's your what's your personal philosophy on that? So, the answer is kind of twofold, right? So, again, when we were paying off consumer debt, I was a little bit more rigid with the the Dave Ramsey approach, right? Um, so, we were not paying off, we were not investing at that point. Um, once we paid off all the consumer debt, that's when we set our 15 to 20 percent. That's where we started to kind of go off the rails a little bit because we would do more than the recommended 15 percent, right? Um, when we were paying off the mortgage, yeah, we were definitely still investing, still doing that, that probably 20 to 25 percent at that point. Um, out, of, out of our base income, we weren't investing out of the RSUs. All of that was going to the house. Um, so yes, we were definitely investing while paying off the mortgage, and um, I think if we if we could do it all over again, we would probably invest while getting out of consumer debt as well. If, Got you. If Maybe at honest. least until the employer match. Yeah, I mean, we would get the match. I think I think we would get the match. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't say that we completely regret how we did it because even yeah. we were discussing it earlier today, and I was like, well. I was almost 25 by the time I finished nursing school yeah. and we paid off all our debt and started investing when we were 30. And so I was like, well, it was only five years. So it's not like we missed out on so much time, 
Um, but also we kind of feel like it just depends on the person and what position they're in or, you know, if it's going to be that person that's like, well, I got all this money in my 401k, maybe I should just pull it all out. But they're not thinking about the penalties and the taxes and all those things if they do that. Yeah. If, if I was giving advice to someone, um, you know, that was trying to get out of debt now, I think I think I, if they were really committed to getting out of debt, because I think that's that's kind of the linchpin, right, on if you invest or not. If you're really committed to doing this thing, then go ahead, go ahead and invest while you do it, because you're less likely to give up. Right. Um, so that that would be my advice to, to someone who is thinking about investing while getting out of debt. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people that we talk to. Well, for us, like we, we weren't investing at all. And we always lament, you know, some of that, like, man, yeah. you know, we wasted some good, some good, uh, you know, time costs, you know, as they say. But yeah, I think uh, everyone's different. But when we think about our journey, we say we wish we would have been doing both. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And it also depends on how long it will take you to pay off your debt, yeah. too. Right. Um, right. But I think that, like, even in hearing your story, how, um, your approach to finances has like evolved over time, lessons learned. I mean, you're able to pay off a home when you put your mind to it in like six years. I want to know more about your steps yeah. versus someone else's <laughs> because that's just, that's incredible. Yeah, that's so incredible. it's yeah. so good to, to hear your story today. Yeah. Now, now l- l- let me ask you all this. Uh, how has becoming debt-free changed your life? Because, you know, the good thing is if you do pause investing and you pay off your debt, when you're done, you have so much more, you know, money to invest now because so much more money has been freed up. But walk us through how you all's situation has changed since being debt free. Okay, so... Well, when we paid off the consumer debt and, you know, the student loans and stuff, that was very nice. Um, it was a little bittersweet just because some of the money that we used to go ahead and take off and pay off the $15,000 loan um, was money from when my dad passed away. Because uh, it would have taken us probably about a year or so, but once he passed away and got the insurance money, it was like, well, might as well, you know, use that money for that instead of just blowing it or spending it on the house. Um, but it was nice to not have the student loans anymore. Um, I mean, literally I would get mad when I would have to write them and say, Hey, this is how I want this payment, you know, to go. Don't just put it all towards the interest. That's not what I want you to do. Um, and so, and I mean, literally, I think one time I had emailed them and was like, I'm so glad when I'm done paying y'all because (laughs) like they kept changing companies and stuff, but it was, it was nice to be, you know, debt free. It was um, nice to do the emergency fund and finally enjoy the money more. Like we were not, not living while we were paying off debt. You know, we would still have our spending money and go out and take vacations, but it was a breath of fresh air. Uh, for me personally, as far as paying off the mortgage, it's nice, but I felt like paying off the other debt was a bigger relief for me personally. Um, just because I guess like we had, we knew we could do it. We did it once, so why not the house? 
Um, but the difference is when we paid off our regular debt and saved up our emergency fund, we didn't really have a plan in place to what to do with the money. And so, you know, we were spending a little bit here, spending a little bit there. And when we got close to paying off the house, I was like, look, this is what we did back then. <laughs> so that we don't do that now, like, what's our plan? What are we going to do with the extra money that we have from not, you know, having a mortgage? Or if we're still going to cash out the RSUs, what are we about to do? And so we came up with a plan, and I'm glad that we did. However, I don't really feel like there's that much extra money in the budget because our plan was basically to invest most of the money. Yeah. And, um, but I am grateful for that since most of our money is tied up in retirement accounts. We opened a brokerage account because, you know, you have to be what, 59 and a half or so to pull out any of that other money. But if we want to retire before then, we'll be able to once we get more money in the brokerage account. That's great. So how has life changed? Um, I think for me, it's, it's definitely just more peaceful. Money, money just isn't an issue. Uh, there's, there's plenty of it laying around. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if an emergency comes up, or you know, whatever for fun, or, or whatever comes up, right? Um, it takes more pressure off of me as you know, kind of the breadwinner in the house and, and the person solely responsible, or mostly responsible for bringing in uh, most of the money to make sure that you know things keep moving, right? Um, so that's a ton of pressure on me because we just don't have a lot of, we don't have any liability, really. Yeah. And, uh, the cost to continue to have the household run is so low at this point that it's it's a weight off of my shoulders completely. I'd say the other thing too is um, just how much more we're able to invest. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's at the point where we are we're probably going to invest more this year than, you know, I've made in other positions that I've worked in wow. in the past. So this is this is life changing yeah. amounts of money that we're, we're investing per year at this point. And it's easy. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. That's amazing. And that's the beautiful, the most beautiful part about it. Uh, yeah. Is the, you know, paying off debt is like foundational to building wealth because now you have so much opportunity and, and, and so much more wiggle room. So that's that's great to hear. That's great to hear. So you kind of touched on some of it, but we definitely want to know what's next for you all uh, with your platform, with, you know, just in general, what, what's what's next for Kim and Omar? I think <laughs> I think our next big goal is probably getting the millionaire status. Um, so we could be, you know, the, the millionaire next door. The, yeah. the, hold on, the, the black millionaire next yes, door. Yes, yes, sir. That <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the next step. I think we'll hit that goal probably within the next year, if I'm being honest. Wow. Um, so that's the the next step, just from a, a personal finance perspective. I'll let Kim talk to the to the platform piece. Okay. Um, because she runs that more than I do. <laughs> well, real quick, with the millionaire status card, so Omar was really excited, or is really excited about reaching a million dollar net worth. And not that I'm not excited, but since, you know, technically net worth includes your home and the prices are going up, I'm more excited about, you know, the liquid part, not the house part. So reaching a million dollar status without, you know, the house included. Um, as far as our platform, 
we don't vlog on a regular basis um, because it just kind of turned into more of a sharing our payoff journey with the mortgage or, you know, things that might come up here and there. I'm a little bit more active on Instagram um, at Thinking of Someday. Um, and right now it's just kind of still trying to figure out what to share, how to share it, because now that we've paid the house off, we don't necessarily really feel comfortable sharing, you know, all our numbers because we show our face, we share our name, right. you know, that type of thing. Um, but just still, you know, I still enjoy being on there and interacting with other people and, you know, sharing the information that we've come across and things like that. Yeah, I think this, uh, so I, I don't post on a platform or anything like that, but I will go on Instagram and just, um, you know, look through some of the posts. But I think the big thing for me is just being part of that black debt-free community. Yeah, yeah. Um, and seeing other people that look like me that are on this journey and doing the right thing or trying to do the right thing um, yeah, right. as well. So supporting that whole um, that whole atmosphere of black people trying to do better with their finances is huge, man. It's yeah. huge. Yeah, absolutely. And you guys are a big contributor and a big inspiration to that community. So, you know, shout out, to you, both. Yeah. Shout out to you both. Yeah. Okay. I have a, okay, I'm sneaking another question. Tell us how you came <laughs> up with the name for your platform. Thinking of Sunday. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So one of the, I guess I've kind of started off with a little okay. bit of a story. So, um, when we, when we're negotiating these things or, you know, which path we should take in our financial journey, um, it's usually with us taking a walk as a family. Our, I think our first son was born then. Mm -hmm. Um, so we would just go in our neighborhood, go put the kid in the stroller, let's just go for a walk. Yeah. And let's just talk about these things and come up with a plan. So on one of our walks, this is where we came up with the idea of thinking of Sunday. I'll let Kim describe what it, what it actually means. So, I mean, we <laughs> were kind we of throwing out several different things, but basically thinking of Sunday just came down to like, well, you know, when people be like, well, one day I want this or one day I want to that or you know someday i like to be debt free or someday for omar was i want to pay off the mortgage and so then it was like oh well you know thinking of someday because that's what a lot of people think of ultimately the, and, and this doesn't have to be personal finance related for me it was thinking of when can i start updating my home <laughs> or whatnot <laughs> But um, that's basically where the name came from because someone, even when we paid the house off, someone was like, oh, are you going to change the name on your, your Instagram? And I was like, nope, because there's going to be something else that we're thinking about and it's going to come up. So <laughs> it's about, it's about hope. What do you, what do you want out of your life? Like you're, you're here and you might be in a, in a terrible spot trying to get that thing out of the mud. Where do you want to be? Because that's what you need to focus on, right? That's what's going to allow you to, to stay focused on getting to where you want to be. That's Sunday. That's it. That's where it came from. Yeah, that's wonderful. Yes, that's, that's I love that. <laughs> well, uh, before we let you all go, we want to uh, let our listeners know how they can find you, how they can find your blog. So can you share, uh, you know, where everyone could get to know you all at? All right, so the blog is thinkingofsunday.com and the Instagram is the same, thinkingofsunday. Yeah. Right. And that's basically we're most active on Instagram. Absolutely. Yeah, hit, hit us up. If you got any questions, feel, feel free to hit us up. 
and I guess before we go, we wanna we wanna thank you guys as well for your your contributions to the to the community. Black married and debt free. I, I love the name. I love what it represents as well. So keep it Absolutely. up, guys. Appreciate what thank you're doing. Thank you both so much. Thank you for being on, and uh, definitely follow them on Instagram. They're a great follow. So yes. thank you both. This has been a great it's been interview. Great. Yeah. Yes, I'm leaving in Yes, yes. <laughs> good, good. Thank you, thank you. All right. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening uh, to this episode of the Black Mary and Deffrey podcast. And uh, this is Marcus. I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And we're going to holler at you on the next one. Peace. Bye.